This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Head over there, get interactive, and you can create the content of the site. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And uh, speaking of creating the content over at freetalklive.com, you can go there and submit things to the site. So you find an article online or maybe a blog post, perhaps a YouTube video that you want to uh, show to our listeners, you can submit it as show prep, and then others will be able to vote on it. The most voted up, make it from the upcoming stories page where everything starts on the site to the main site, the main page, where more people will see it, including the hosts of the program, meaning we're more likely to talk about it on the air. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Of course, plenty to talk about in the news. Uh, This evening, we will take your calls about whatever you want as well. That's uh, the point of this program. You can take control of the airwaves, and that's why we call it Free Talk Live. Uh, So to start things out here tonight, looks like the game is up. The game is up finally. Uh, with the Social Security, oh, that game, I see the one where you pay supposedly pay money into the government system and then make one percent. You know, they say when you uh, finally that's cash the sort out. of average. Yeah, but I mean, you, there's no guarantee. If you're if you're a man, you're likely to make less than one one uh, percent. If you're a minority, significantly less. Um, you know, if you're uh, have lower than average income, if you're in the lower, if you're in a poor tax bracket, then you're probably never going to make much money at all because poor people don't live as long as rich people. Um, you know, minorities tend not to live as long as whites, and men tend not to live as long as women. So apparently. The game being the idea that you'll make any sort of return on Social Security, that's uh, that's over now. So you might as well just forget about that. According to Fox News and the Associated Press, people retiring today are part of the first generation of workers who have paid more in Social Security taxes during their careers than they will receive in benefits after they retire. So... So I I would say that probably the people that support Social Security really don't care about this. Well, they they don't care about the efficiency of how your money is spent. Um, they care about you know the fact is that uh, if if we don't have Social Security, some people won't be prepared for retirement, and those people will live in some kind of poverty, and it will be bad you know, for them. I would say that those people are are that's already happening. Yeah, right? like. If you are waiting for Social Security and you did not do anything to plan for your retirement, you're already living in poverty. Yeah, you're probably going to find a trailer park in the cheapest part of Florida. Um, if if you have no family with in in which to to, to move, with which to move, and this is the thing is that, that um, older Americans really have a lot to offer, especially you know the, the the families out there. I'd love it if one of my one of my Jack's grandparents would move into our house. That would be so awesome um, because well then somebody would want want to spend some you know I mean it'd be three adults dealing with Jack rather than two, and that would be a good thing. But um, you know, I mean, the, the I think that it's very difficult to make it just on what Social Security has out there, and I imagine. Well, now you're going to be making on even less. I didn't really bring this up, Mark, to uh, try to convince the supporters of Social Security that their program is a bad program. I get your point. Like, well, at least the people who wouldn't save for their retirement will have something, right? That's the argument that they would. I would imagine, right? yeah. Uh, no, I'm just I'm just pointing it out to anybody who thought 
that Social Security might actually be some sort of a lockbox or in any way, shape, or form an investment uh, for your future. Because, again, as of now, the people who are retiring now are getting less back from Social Security so than they put into the Why program. is it? Is it the cost of the bureaucracy running Social Security, or is it uh, the fact that uh, they're not going to live as long? I don't understand. Uh, well, of course, people they, are, are living longer. They've been paying it all their lives. Pe- people are living longer, but, sure. uh, but no, it's, it's just the bureaucracy, the failure of the Ponzi scheme, ultimately. But we can get into the detail here from the Associated Press. It says here it's a historic shift that will only get worse for future retirees, according to the analysis by the AP. Previous generations got a much better bargain, mainly because payroll taxes were very low when Social Security was enacted in the 1930s and remained so for decades. For the early generations, it was an incredibly good deal, said Andrew Biggs, a former deputy Social Security commissioner who's now a scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. He says the government gave you free money, and getting free money is popular. Yep, if you retired sure is. 19- Take a look at Medicare. If you retired at, at 19- this point, uh, Paul Ryan, who was pre- speaking who? out against... Isn't his name Paul Ryan, the, the vice presidential oh, sorry. nominee guy? Don't act like you don't know. I really, I didn't know the first time I heard about his name. The, was this guy was news. speaking out against Medicare a few months ago. Now the, he and Romney are saying, we will not touch seniors' Medicare. At this point, it's ensconced in you know, law. Both parties are for it now. Well, well yeah, of course. I mean, uh, didn't George Bush in- dramatically increase the uh, Medicare with the pe- prescription pills or whatever? Oh, yeah. So if you retired in 1960, you could expect to get back seven times more in benefits than you paid in Social Security taxes. And more if you were a low-income worker, as long as you made it to age 78 for men and 81 for women. As recently as 1985, workers at every income level could retire and expect to get more in benefits than they paid in Social Security taxes, though they didn't quite do as well as their parents and grandparents. And this, you know, this is the definition of a Ponzi scheme, right? I mean, Sure. I mean, I mean that's what it looks like. So when you get into this pond, you were talking about last night I during guess the presidential a- primary uh, for the Republicans, people got in. Uh, you know what's what's that uh, Texas governor's name? The uh, Perry. He got in all kinds of trouble for calling it a Ponzi scheme. I mean, it has all the hallmarks that I can tell of a Ponzi scheme. Sure, and you guys were talking about a Ponzi scheme last night. I guess there's some sort of Bitcoin Ponzi. Yeah, scheme. Yeah, there was a Bitcoin Ponzi uh, scheme recently. that appears to be uh, the, the the rivets are popping on that thing, and it's uh, caused a certain level of volatility in the Bitcoin market. The uh, Ponzi schemes are what they are. I mean, basically, the the pitch is, hey, you put some money into this program, and you'll get an incredibly good return. You'll get way better than any other market based uh, investment could possibly. You know, any conservative market based investment could possibly return for you and and you know it works for a little while as long as people are interested in it as long as people keep believing the pitch and as long as the schemers can continue to get more and more people to pour money in at the bottom level uh or if you will the the top of the pyramid or however you want to look at it i guess it ponzi pour money into the pyramid reversed pyramid but uh you know if, as long as you can keep getting more on each level you you build in customers on each level and they all have to pay in and so the the, the initial customers the the first ones the startup customers do pretty well i mean and of course they're going to talk about how great it is because sure. they want more people to uh, to come in cuz they're actually doing well but eventually, as uh, the scheme runs out of uh, victims to uh, to it suck doesn't money work. From. It doesn't work in dollars, and it doesn't work in bitcoins. Yeah, it just it runs out of uh, space. There's just no way to to grant the returns to all the people who are expecting returns if you don't have enough new suckers coming in the front door with their checkbooks open. Well, and and this in the instance of Social Security, 
suckers really doesn't have anything to do with it because if you have a job, you don't have a choice. It's pretty much the case. Uh, I mean, I don't pay Social Security, and I know you don't either. Uh, nope, not in about 10 years. I've never heard of anybody going to jail for refusing to pay Social Security, but I bet you that a business is going to be run out of business by the yes. government in some way, shape, or form if they don't take Social Security out of people's checks or if they do it voluntarily or whatever. Because if I worked for a company, I don't want Social Security taken out of my check. Right. I, I, I'll know, take my 15%. Social, thanks. Right. Social, or, uh, right. You you know, you you as the employee pay seven and a half percent, and the employer pays seven and a half percent. So that's a seven and a half percent pay raise that you would get from the employer right off the bat, and seven and a half percent you wouldn't lose. That's fifteen percent that you would keep in your pocket, huge. and you could invest in whatever way you want. Considering now, you know, when I when I look at the investment market out there, you probably aren't going <laughs> to you're probably not going to retire with the amount of money that you put into your, your your IRA either at this point. But I suppose it'll turn around in the future. I don't know. I mean. That's faith I've got. So the Social Security plan is just not panning out anymore because, uh, well, it's getting too top-heavy, right? There are just too many people that are going to be collecting and not enough money being poured into uh, the bottom of the pyramid. Well, but we've got to keep them illegal immigrants out. A married couple retiring last year after both spouses earned an average lifetime wage paid about $598,000 in Social Security taxes during their careers. They can be, what could you do with an extra 600000 during your lifespan? Buy a would, house? Yeah, do you think that would make things a little more comfortable for you? A little better? Nice. Big yeah. house. Uh, so they paid in about $600,000. They can expect to collect about $556,000 in benefits if the man lives to 82 and the woman lives to 85. What's the average lifespan for a man these days? It's not 82 yet. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll like free line. right there. I'd say that's pretty optimistic. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals were harmed in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. You can actually create the content of the site, and you can listen online as well. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. And you can tune into them for free, of course, around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is always airing there over at listen.freetalklive.com. You get a list of our over 100 great radio stations on AM and FM throughout the country that air the show at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, where you can find us every single night. There's also our free-to-air uh, free KU band satellite feed, plus the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way as well. So head over to listen.freetalklive.com and mail to jail.com. 
is making it possible to donate directly to your favorite political prisoners using bitcoins. You can now donate to a demo right into his uh, commissary account. That's where that money goes. Or any other jailed liberty activist with bitcoins. Plus, you can support MailToJail.com's great work. So if you appreciate the fact that MailToJail.com allows you to just type up a, a letter and then they do all the work of actually printing it and stuffing it in an envelope and addressing the envelope and shipping it out, then that you know it costs money. Those stamps cost money. The uh, the paper, the uh, the printer ink, all that stuff costs money. So it, if you appreciate the work they do over at MailToJail.com, they would appreciate your support. With I, be, I believe they are offering Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin support options or Dwala as well. I think that's the uh, the case. Anyway, if you need optical transceivers for your networking equipment and you want to support Liberty at the same time, get them. From MemoryDealers.com. That's MemoryDealers.com. Of course, take your calls about anything. Uh, The news here to start out the show is that Social Security is now, for the very first time, paying out less to recipients than the amount that they put in. According to the numbers over at the Associated Press, they did an anal- uh, they did an analysis here. An analysis. They uh, they looked at the average couple. I guess excuse me, not the average couple. This is not the average couple. This is a married couple retiring last year after both spouses earned average lifetime wages. Paid about $598,000 in Social Security taxes during their careers. They can expect to collect about $556,000 in benefits. If the man lives to 82, and you guys said you thought that uh, the age uh, of a man, the average age of a man in America was close to that. Not really. Not really. Not really. Uh, average man uh, age is around 75, 76 years old, depending on which uh, fact you look at. The Wikipedia cites information from the UN and also the CIA fact book. Uh, the CIA fact book is from 2011. The UN info is from 2005 to 2010. Uh, the UN is a slightly less at like 75.4 or something like that, and the CIA one is like 75.9. So we'll call it 76. Uh, the average man lives Being to generous. 76. Yeah. So, uh, so this is not the average couple in this, uh, in this particular case. This is a couple that is living longer uh, than, at least the man, living longer than he's expected to. So how much will he actually collect? What is the average couple going to collect? Because, again, we're talking about a $50,000 drop uh, going from you know, nearly 600000 to about 550000 uh, collected. It's probably going to be significantly less than that, I would think. You know, I mean, the people that are holding on to Social Security, I, I, you know, I feel bad for them. If this is what you've got to retire on, you've got to know that it's not going to take you very far. And so all you really can do to get more money is Caterwall. Right. Mm. You know, like, I need more Social Security. Right. Right. You know, like you had a <laughs> lifetime. In most cases, you had a lifetime to put money away. And, and I'll grant you, I'm speaking as a 42 year old male and I haven't put away what I should have put away at this point. But, you know, the stuff that I have put away in IRAs and that kind of thing, it's gone down, not up in the last half decade or something like that. I mean, I've got less than I've put in. So, I, I you know, I understand where people are at. But Social Security, I mean, do you, I don't even think the United States government's necessarily going to be here. I don't think, <laughs> I I don't think right, let alone Social Security. Yeah, you, you really can't count on it. That's another important factor. Like, if they actually do pay you, and, and again, we're talking about the people that are retiring today, the people collecting Social Security now, this, this generation. So, you know, you, you're still a ways away from this, Mark, and again, like you said, you haven't paid in, so I don't know if you can expect to get anything from them. Oh, actually, uh, I, uh, I, I am just one quarter over the 10 
uh, years that you have to have paid into Social oh, Security right? in order to get something. I don't know what I'm going to get. I probably won't be able to buy a can of dog food with it. But well, that's the other important factor uh, because you know you put in a certain amount of money over your lifetime, but that money's not worth as much when you finally get it back out. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, look at that. If you look at it from that perspective, what they're looking at here is just the raw numbers. The t- I mean, dollars, right? Just the dollars. So, you know, we're talking about people that live to age 82. Well, presuming they started putting in money at let's say age 20 into Social Security, then the dollars they were putting into Social Security at that time were worth more than the dollars they're going to be collecting down the line. So just just kind of looking at the basics of the numbers doesn't really tell you the whole story. So yeah, they put in nearly $600,000 over their entire lifespan, but the beginning portions of that 600000 were worth more than the ending portions of that 600000 because of inflation. Sure. And so therefore, the money that they end up getting back out, that $550,000, isn't worth near as much as it would have been worth you know 50 years prior to that so there, there's a big loss factor uh, factor in there that you know is not being played out in these numbers and we can't even really calculate what that is right it doesn't take a genius to figure out 500 bucks in 1972 was worth a lot more money than 500 bucks is today exactly so if you are collecting social security let's say not now but let's say in another uh, 30 or 40 years and let's say that there's been some pretty significant inflation since then and the you know your bag of dog food is now 150 dollars instead of of 20 or whatever then that 556,000 isn't going to go as far and that's again 556,000 is what they're getting paid today so that number is going to keep going down over time is what this uh, this analysis is saying so the total number that they're going to pay you out is going to keep going down over time and the money that it's worth the actual value excuse me the value of that money that they're going to be paying you is going to be worth less as well so they're just you're just getting clipped here and there so and all over stinks. the place. I mean, I, I don't know how people can defend it. I, I mean, all they can do is say, well, we just need to give the seniors more money. And, I, you know, I mean, I, I understand where they're coming from. I get the, the point. I think that lives for people over the age of 65 have improved over the last 75 years or whatever Social Security has been around. But I don't know that you can necessarily point to Social Security as the thing that's done that. I mean, there's been prosperity all around, and prosperity makes it for a lot makes it so a lot of people who are over those ages are able to do it. There's uh, you know senior centers and all kinds of organizations that have been put together through non-government funding in in order to to help these folks. And I just don't know that if this is I, I'm certain it's not the most efficient use of people's money and individually. I would not, you know, obviously I don't think it's a good idea. I don't put my money in it. Individually, <laughs> who would put, I think it's who a terrible would put idea. money into a program that guarantees you a loss? I, I mean, do, but I don't have a choice. Okay, but I mean, if you had a choice. Right, no, if I had a choice, no. <laughs> like, who would do that? Okay, you give us X, and we'll give you back at the end <laughs> X minus y, Whatever we feel like. You know? Uh, so, the, the, by the way, the shift among middle-income workers is happening just as millions of baby boomers are reaching retirement age, leaving relatively fewer workers behind to pay into the system. It's coming at a critical time. you got to keep time. those illegal aliens out. It's They're having <laughs> anchor babies. It's coming at a critical time for Social Security, the federal government's largest program. The trustees who oversee Social Security say its funds, which have been built up over the past 30 years with surplus payroll taxes, will run dry in 2033 unless Congress acts. But what could they possibly do? What could Congress do to save it? We'll explain in moments. You can, of course, bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. 
change. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site and give them away to you, and you can enjoy them on us. And if you want, you can, of course, help support the show. There are various different ways to do it. One of those ways is by sharing Free Talk Live with your friends on Facebook or Twitter or whatever other social networking site that uh, is your preference. Uh, you can find our links over at freetalklive.com to our shows. You can just click over into the uh, sh- you can click over into the SoundCloud link, uh, link area. Just look on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com. Look for the SoundCloud link there. And then use any of the share buttons to share your favorite episodes with your friends. It's a great way to support Free Talk Live and help us get into more ears around the world. Now, of course, you can also follow us on places like Twitter and Facebook. And you can uh, link to us over at twitter.freetalklive.com or Facebook dot freetalklive.com great ways to uh, get a little bit more interactive with the show because during the program we'll sometimes uh, post uh, links to some of the show prep that we're looking at and also questions uh, for you to answer online if you'd like to if you'd prefer not to call us you can always interact online over at again twitter.freetalklive.com and facebook.freetalklive.com 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line we're talking about the numbers looking at the numbers at uh, social security and it looks like the the time has turned at this point there's no more it sounds like it really turned back in the 80s well you got to consider inflation and that kind of thing i mean at this point the tide has turned for the simplest individual yes uh, there's there's pretty much nobody who's going to make more now who are going to get more out of uh, social security than they uh, than they put into it at this point but right. you, i mean you know we just pointed out that 1950s dollars are significantly more valuable than 1980s dollars yes. and it's significant which are more valuable than 2010 dollars so when you start doing the math on these things i think that the turnaround was probably somewhere in the late 80s from what i'm re- what i heard in the article yeah. rather than today I don't know exactly when it happened, Mark, but uh, all I'm pointing out is that folks retiring today and anybody beyond today, you will not be making more from Social Security than you put into it. Right. At no point can you pencil whip the math in order to make it look like more. Yep. And they're saying here that uh, the trustees who oversee Social Security are saying that the fund will run dry in 2033 unless Congress acts. At that point, payroll taxes would provide enough revenue each year to pay about 75% of benefits. To cover the shortfall, future retirees probably will have to pay higher taxes while they're working, except lower benefits after they retire, or some combination of both. And that is, uh, those are two ways for Congress to kind of shore up the program is by uh, extending the retirement age. That's one thing they can do to where you can't collect until later age. It's what, 65 now? They could make it 68 or 70 or something like that. I don't see how they're going to be able to avoid that. And I mean, it makes the most sense to me when you consider that people are living longer, Americans specifically are living longer. I don't see why they wouldn't, you know, when these programs like Medicare and, and Social Security come into play, I don't see why they wouldn't extend the time period. 
Sure, but then you know, if they the more they extend it, the uh, the less people are going to get right, and that's that's the you know how the scam works. They didn't have any obligation, by the way, to keep it at sixty five. You know, just because you think that's where it is today doesn't mean it has to be there tomorrow. The government can change the rules of their program at any time they want to, and they're under no obligation to continue sixty five as a retirement age, none whatsoever. You can have that expectation throughout your entire life, and then you turn sixty three and you're thinking, all right, it's coming up, and then whoop. Congress goes ahead and makes a change, and then now it's all of a sudden 67 or, you know, it's 70. unlikely that they'll hit you at 63. They'll probably get the person who's back at 56 or something like that and say, oh, well, we're going to have to creep it up. You said but, they're going to like grandfather it in, not, not just hit it on one year. Yeah, you know, I mean, if, if I were in charge, yeah. and I understand that this is uh, 535 cooks in the kitchen, which always makes for a really ugly cake. Um, but, you know, I mean, look, we're going to back this up a quarter of a year Every year starting today. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to wait three months longer in order to get your stuff. And then we're going to back this thing out. And frankly, I'd back it all the way out. But, uh, you know, I don't know where they would necessarily stop it. But if you back it out three quarter, you know, three months, then you're much more likely to be able to service people. So, of course, uh, the younger people are always going to get the screwing end of this particular uh, deal. That's how Ponzi schemes work. Yep. And so So, not only can they The social security system was designed for grandparents to screw their grandchildren. If they extend the retirement age, that will result in far more of an uh, of an unrest among the American people than uh, increasing the amount that the younger victims are forced to pay in. I mean, if you think about it, right? Like because a lot of the social security is unseen cost. So you already mentioned that there's seven and a half percent thereabouts that gets collected before it even hits your paycheck totals. The business, your your boss, is paying seven and a half percent of the money that you make to social security, but you never see that. You only see the other seven or seven and a half percent on your paycheck. So they can raise the amount that never comes to your paycheck, and you yeah. may not you may not realize what's happening there. The boss is just going to eat some uh, some of the uh, some of the. It'll just be out of your next raise. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be a kind of transparent, or they'll just go ahead and raise it to twenty percent. They'll make it a twenty percent total. They'll take for, they'll go from seven and a half percent to ten percent on your paycheck, and most people aren't going to be able to you know do anything about it, right? They can. I mean, how many younger people are going to uh, notice or know how to complain about it? Whereas the old people, man, they know they can call their representatives and and bitch and moan, and they've got the political clout that it takes to kind of uh, you know lock themselves into whatever position they have. I mean, I'm not saying they won't screw the old people too but they're more likely to screw the younger people don't you think i think so in this circumstance yeah. uh, social security has been called the third rail of pol- american politics uh that kind of thing and you know uh, this this third rail is deadly but it's not deadly to the politician that touches it it's deadly to your grandchildren i mean that's really what it comes down to this was all together a ponzi scheme from the very get-go and you know you can defend it all you want but you know here's the evidence the evidence is is that i'm going to spend more money you know if if i were actually in social security i work for myself so i can opt myself out relatively easily but Julia is going to spend more money in, uh, you know, into Social Security than she's going to get out. When all these uh, gr- grandparents out there that are hollering about their Social Security are getting more than they put in, it's wrong. Well, starting now, they're not going to be getting more than they put in, and that's kind of the gist of this uh, this whole piece here. I understand. That's the other starting thing- now. I'm talking about the people who are receiving Social Security today. 
So we're talking about different ways for them to shore up the uh, the Social Security situation. They can raise the retirement age to make it more difficult for people to collect. They can raise the amount that they're collecting from younger people. And they can also lower the uh, the total benefits as well for the people that are collecting. I suspect the, they'll do some of all of that. There's also a, another option, don't you think? And that is to essentially shore up the fund. They could, couldn't they just print some money out and, and, uh, and basically or bail Americans, out? Or tax Americans. Oh, you mean just have a different tax besides the Social Security tax? Well, they, sure, they, they could do know, that too. Dump some money in from the general fund. It's not like they haven't rated Social Security in the past, you know. Right. So taking more money from uh, the money printers, uh, the, the central bank, to shore up Social Security is like a, basically a Social Security bailout. They could totally do that, and it would be an instantaneous way to make sure that they're paying out all the checks they're supposed to pay out. It's just the money won't be worth as much anymore. Social Security comes out of every check, right? If I mean, if That's you right, work yeah. for a business, it's not like income tax where you can – there's like ways you can not pay yeah. if you don't make a lot. Like no I matter what social- you make – Social Security goes. Okay. So, Social Security is that FICA, I believe, is what, uh, that, that's what, yes. what that comes out of. Okay. So, yeah, everybody pays I just it. wanted clarification because gotcha. I don't remember. I Back then I wasn't know. paying attention. Like I would love to know if there's a way to opt out of Social Security if I, you're in one of these uh, work-a-day kind of jobs, if you're in a salaried or hourly position. Is there a way to opt out of Social Security? Yes, yeah, so FICA here is the Federal Insurance Contributions Act. It's the United States federal payroll or employment tax imposed on both employees and employers to fund Social Security and Medicare. So, again, your thoughts are certainly welcome, especially if you are somebody who is a defender of Social Security. Considering it keeps getting worse, how could you be? I mean, what could you possibly look at? With Social Security as, oh, yeah, we have to have this. This is such a great program. I mean, there's nothing great about it at all. There's not even a return on investment. It's negative. It's obvious what their defense is, is their defense is is that there are some people out there that don't plan for retirement. Right. Because some people don't plan everyone. We have to have some kind of program to deal for those people. What we should do is we should stop Social Security from going to those richest, the richest old people and just focus it on the poorest uh, quintile of old people or whatever term they're going to use. The article here claims it's only a 12.4% tax not a 15 percent tax okay so the claim is then it's 6.2 percent uh maybe the bush tax cuts gave us a little bit 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line you can of course bring up anything that you want coming up sex and marriage Uh, apparently there's some suggestions as to how to keep your marriage together by having sex outside of it huh oh my Tired of that same old government-free baklava from Madrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that uh, we share with you on the site. Once again, freetalklive.com. Now, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. And it has been for a long time, long-time sponsors of this program, and uh, for good reason, because it's a great idea, and they know that uh, Free Talk Live works for them. We're the number one most... Uh, recruiting, effective. yeah, like as far, besides just straight up word of mouth, Free Talk Live is the most effective 
recruiter for the Free State Project, and that's because we believe in it. Uh, you know, we're definitely behind the idea of the Free State Project, getting people together who love the ideas of liberty, people that understand freedom, uh, basically bringing them all into the same physical location. And that location was chosen as free, as uh, New Hampshire. And there are already over 1,000 people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. We've got over 12,500 people that have signed up uh, for the Free State Project to that intend to move to New Hampshire at Almost some point. home. Uh, well, we're getting there. We're over half the way there. We want to get to 20,000, so we still have a little ways to go. Uh, but apparently, Mark, the Free State Now program is back in action. I found somebody who wants to do some recruiting, has been successful, did uh, did some outreach over the weekend at the, the Love the Fest. Liberty Love Fest. Liberty Love Fest, and got uh, some signers there, and we're really excited about that. So, Which know. was apparently raided by the police uh, over the weekend. The Liberty Love Fest in Massachusetts, uh, they apparently sent some sort of undercover agent in there wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and he uh, attempted to purchase some alcohol, I guess was successful from, I don't know who was selling it, but uh, he allegedly was successful. And that resulted in a raid of uh, involving at least 15, if not 20 police officers uh, coming in there and you know doing their raid thing. And apparently they didn't make any arrests. They just stole everyone's alcohol. Well, I would prefer to have my alcohol stolen and then get arrested. Unless the arrest comes later, but uh, yeah, that's... Did they uh, get to people's names? I haven't the slightest clue, Mark. I know that some folks got some video. I know our very own Bo Davis, uh, the editor from uh, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, was in attendance and he had his camera with him. So I expect we'll see some footage of the actual raid at some point. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, that, that... If they didn't take anybody away, then there wasn't an arrest. If there wasn't an arrest, there's no requirement to give the law enforcement officer your name, as I understand it. Mm. Uh, there's never a requirement to give anybody, as oh, I yes, understand it, your name. Yes. Yes, there is. Supreme Court has ruled that you have to do such a thing. Oh, well. That's why Sam sat in jail for two months. Yeah, well, he was under, he was arrested. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, I meant if you are just being asked a question by law enforcement. You said there is never I've a heard that there are some states where they claim you have to identify yourself, but... Does that mean you're under an obligation to give them your real name? I am not a lawyer. I do not give legal advice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't uh, say, but my understanding is, is the only time you have to give your name is if you're under arrest. So 855-450-FREE is the number here. Anyway, go to freestateproject.org to learn more about a movement that brings liberty-minded people together to get active to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. Once again, freestateproject.org. So, uh, Julia, you had a, a story about marriages – and only one of the hosts on the show right now is married. That's you, Mark. Yeah, How that's many me. years has it been now? Five? I'm not sure. Six? You don't know the don't year you know. got married? No. I'm glad she's not listening today. I don't. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm <laughs> certain she knows I don't know the year that we got married. <laughs> I'm going to guess 2005. It was, you were still in Florida at the time. Yes. Okay. And we've been here for more than six years. So We've been is... here almost six years. Okay. Almost. I'll take As of Labor Day it. weekend, it will have been six, Would you, six years. Does it make you feel bad that I don't know how long I've been here, too? No, okay. not at all. Just you correcting go. you. I don't care at all. And like, I don't, I've don't. i never been in a relationship, not since I was a teenager, where I had an anniversary or anything like that. Um, but it just seems weird to me that you couldn't... Because like, if you say to me, how long have you lived here? I think... Well, I have to think about it, but I but I can think about it and be like, okay, this these kind of events happened at this time, so like it was 2006 that we moved here. So I just think it's strange that you don't have any clue with the wedding because the wedding's kind of a big deal to people. I have a clue. Okay. I mean, I I guessed 2005, so therefore I have a clue. Okay. That could be. I, I'm reasonably be. certain of the date. I know I was think there with was my ex girlfriend, and January. I remember you guys had the donut cake. 
Yes, we had a cake made out of glazed donuts. <laughs> a lot cheaper than uh, it's, it's. It's kind of funny. It's it's quirky, whimsical, and a lot cheaper than a wedding cake. I thought it was great. Personally, yeah. I was definitely into it. Uh, you so, would have been into the cake too. Sure, I'm sure you yeah. had a donut. Did you have a donut? <laughs> I did have a donut. There you yeah. go. It's good. Uh, so now, what about marriages? Apparently, there's some new book out. Uh, some shrink is saying that you should be having sex outside of marriage in order right. to preserve your marriage. Uh, this is from the Telegraph uh, in the UK, and the article is titled "The Recipe for Happiness Is an Enduring Marriage and an Affair with Lots of Sex." Oh my! And uh, this is basically a sociologist. Uh, who is quite controversial, as you can imagine. I'm, has, I'm, I think this is a controversial <laughs> advice. Has written a book, and she says that it's time to uh, redraw the marital rules, and hmm. this is what she has to say about right. it. The setting is a quiet corner of an Italian restaurant in the city. The players are George, an IT specialist, and Zoe, who wears a pretty dress and a big smile. They drink an especially good bottle of wine, and when they get to coffee, he reaches over and kisses her on the mouth. She surprises him by kissing him back. To onlookers, it might be the classic opening scene of a traditional romance. Yet both parties are married to other people, Hmm. whom they have no intention of leaving. Although they will go on to enjoy all the spoils of a relationship, from intimate phone calls to Christmas shopping trips and, of course, regular sex, this is understood from the outset. They are, in in fact, launching into a playfair, a 21st century affair, which would, would be adulterers meet via specialist dating sites to enjoy the excitement of an illicit relationship without any of the domestic fallout. Really? Okay. How would it not have any domestic fallout? That's what I want to hear about. Well, it seems like it would eventually have domestic fallout. Like, relationships always are different in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I think that the idea is is that uh, you get together with the person with the intention that, hey, this is just sex. It's not, you know, and fun or whatever, but it's not, you know, this isn't going to go anywhere. When we say we're calling it off, then it's off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's you know, generally people are going to go for that, uh, those those rules. But somebody's going to get emotionally involved one way or the other. Mm. And, uh, you know, I that mean, could I, cause problems. Yeah, I think that men are constitutionally more capable of having sex without commitment than women are. Um, so, you know, that's, that's my, you think that's true, Julia. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know because when I think about the people that I've had sex with in my lifetime, I, I just depends on the person, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure I've had sex with people who I didn't really like as a person as much as I just liked having sex with them. I think that it, it builds up too. I think that uh, right. the, oh, more, definitely. the, the, the more, more often happens. you have sex with somebody, the, the, the more often a woman has sex with somebody, and I'm making generalizations here, um, the, the less likely they're going to be able to keep their emotions out of the, the picture. Right. Well, I think part of the problem is you you start having sex, and of course it's good sex because it's new. You know oh, what sure. I mean? And it's it's it's, it's forbidden, right? right? So it's exciting. It's Gotta new. Sneak around, right? So you want more of that. So inevitably, you just end up spending more and more time together. And that kind of you know at, at that point in time, you're friends who have sex all the time. And at what point in time does friends who have sex all the time turn into something else? Sure. That, I, these are all problems. <laughs> <laughs> Alongside the internet dating revolution, these playfairs are evidence of a potentially dramatic shift in British marriage. As dating websites open up global shop window of sexual possibilities, as life expectancy continues to rise and we become increasingly sexually aware, how can we still take the crushing old rules of fidelity that turn marriage into a prison for granted? 
Why should we not be able to recapture the heady thrills of youth while protecting a secure home life? Well, it would seem to me that the the reason or the answer to those questions as to why uh, those things can't happen is because one or the other partner is not okay with it, right? Because some partner would have a problem with their uh, loved one going off and having sex with somebody else. If you had an open relationship and you had uh, both partners being totally cool with the idea of uh, their partner going and having sex with another person, then in theory, everything should be fine today. And, and there, there have been those relationships. There have been people uh, today, you know, where for the last, you know, decades and decades who've been having open relationships, if not hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, this is not a, a new idea. So I guess I'm wondering what is, uh, I guess we'll find out, what's what's actually new here? Is it just because, you know, we can better communicate now and better find our Playfair mates or our, play, what was it, play Playfair. Playfair. Playfair mates. Uh, You know, because we can better maybe select people that somehow changes things. It just seems like they're talking about an open relationship, just advocating that marriages go open. Right, but I think what they're advocating or what they're saying here is that that it's becoming a little more acceptable, maybe. Because I think that marriage and relationships have sort of changed slowly over the years. Like, there was once a time where socially this was not acceptable at all in any way. And people probably did it. I mean, obviously they did it, but they didn't talk about it as much. And are they talking about one thing that hasn't been made clear, and we'll find out more because we'll continue this in the second hour. But are they talking about a situation in which... The people who are cheating are doing it without the knowledge of their other... It sounds like it. Or that the other person in the relationship is fully aware that this is going on and is okay with it. Uh, So we'll get to what they're proposing as far as changes to marriage here in a few uh, moments. 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts are welcome. Free Talk Live. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us. On our website over at freetalklive.com, we give you the features on the site there free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and you can create the content of the site. So when you find something online you want to share with us and the rest of the listeners, you can submit it as show prep, and then it will appear in the upcoming stories list on freetalklive.com. So if you're visiting freetalklive.com, one of the first things you should do is register for an account. That's free. 
and then you'll be able to vote on everything that's on the site. You can also submit your own content to the site. Now, the first time you do submit something, you will go through a spam check. Just make sure you're not some sort of robot telling us about penis pills or uh, whatever else, uh, Rolex watches, uh, whatever other spam things we would we would normally get through uh, through the site. So once you're approved, approved as a non-spammer, uh, you will not have to go through the approval process again, and you can continue to, uh, to upload whatever articles uh, meet your fancy, and then other listeners will vote on them, and the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. But make sure you go to the upcoming stories page at freetalklive.com to see what's fresh, to see what's uh, new that has just recently been submitted to the site. Cast your votes, whether you like or dislike. It's all free at freetalklive.com. Now, we're talking about a, uh, a story here that presents itself as very revolutionary. And I don't know if it is yet. I mean, I haven't heard enough of it to really to, to make a judgment on this. It sounds like they're advocating an open relationship. Uh, they're, they're, they're advocating changing the rules of marriage. And we're going to get, I guess, specifically here in the next paragraph, right. uh, the telegraphs to what they're actually proposing. But uh, it sounds like they're changing the rules of marriage to be accepting of, uh, of sex outside of marriage. But tell me more, Julia. All right. It continues. The time has come alongside the technology to redraw the rules of marriage for the 21st century. Just as the pill opened up premarital sex in the 60s, the Internet is opening up a whole new culture of affairs among married people. Sex has become a major leisure activity of our time. I'm not sure that it it always hasn't been a major leisure activity. Right, I, think I would it's, say sex has probably diminished to some extent uh, there's since more the to do now. television. Right. There's more to do than just have sex. Right. Uh, married or not, uh, rich or poor, it's accessible to everyone. It's time to start honing our seduction skills and join the playground. God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yet it is uh, the most puritanical of nations, including Britain and America, that have traditionally resisted the notion of adultery most righteously. Rigorously. Wow. Are you following I along am. and correcting me? There's really no point in, in, in that. I mean, she pronounced the word that she pronounced correctly. So, I mean, somebody's yeah. not reading it. Why would you do that? There's a line from the go, go. microphone in the middle of the screen, and it makes it kind of hard to read. But... Go hone your seduction skills, Ian. <laughs> Stay off the crack. <laughs> Here, couples endure the challenges of child care, work pressures, midlife crisis, and dwindling marital sex against a backdrop of repressive Anglo-Saxon hang-ups about infidelity, seen always in... Would you like to tell me how to pronounce that word, Ian? Oh, you're not paying... Pejorative? I've never heard it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Terms such as cheating. Pejorative means uh, kind of looking down your nose, right? uh, You know, derogatory term. Derogatory is another, another tough one. Saying bad things about. Yeah. Okay. And they do so at a cost. Statistics confirm that British and American divorce rates are among the highest in the world. Around half of Americans' first marriages end in divorce, closely followed by a third of first British marriages. Uh, hold on. Just, what, what was that statement? Almost half of... Am- half um, of American first marriages end in divorce. Oh, you see, I'd always heard the number that half of marriages end in divorce. I believe second and third marriages, actually, uh, more of them divorce. Isn't that the case? I don't. I would think that... Uh, once you're dealing with somebody who's uh, you know been through a divorce, you're more likely you know I mean they're the divorcing people, so they're more mm-hmm. likely to divorce. Um, so you know that's what I would have thought. Right. Uh, closely followed by a third of first British marriages, floundering under unrealistic ple- pressures, often celibate marital beds, and drastic overreactions to infidelities. 
I have always been baffled by the sour and rigid English view of affairs. Marital love and passion only rarely provide an equally rich source of the exalted feelings. Trans- so who is the, 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 the hussy that's writing us? <laughs> Sorry, I thought let's... you just said that you don't like those words. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it's some sort of sociologist. All right. Um, Catherine Hakeem. There you go. Marital love and passion only rarely provide an equally rich source of exalted feelings, transports of delight and misery associated with love and romance. Affairs are about excitement, being alive, seduction, flirtation, love, affection, sexual bliss, lust, caution, eroticism, fantasy, danger, adventure. She's certainly got a lot of adjectives. (laughs) (laughs) Exploration. She doesn't stop. (laughs) She keeps on delivering those adjectives. Well, you, I, what's funny about it is there's so many that, that that's also what marriage is about, right? I mean, it's about those things and more. Wasn't it? It was supposed to initially. be, right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to agree that, uh, you know, that obviously uh, the, the relationship gets somewhat, uh, you know, marriage is about, uh, you know, being with somebody that you can trust. It's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Ian and I don't have, you know, we're, we're in a partnership. Uh, we're not in a marriage, but we, you know, partnerships <laughs> tend, tend to be very similar to marriages and that, and that's why I'm drawing these parallels is, is it, you know, I mean, I know the things that, uh, that are the buttons that you can push on him and I tend to uh, you only push them on the air and avoid pushing them off the air and you just get kind of used to each other. You can count on them. I mean, I, that's the one thing that I have to say about Ian that's uh, generally positive is, you know, I've got a really great business partner that I can count on. It's nuts, but I can count on him. That was cute. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> We're talking about seduction and right. love. And Mark I don't want to seduce a new business nice partner. Thing. Thanks. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> there is also. I'd get evi- jealous if you did. <laughs> I bet you would. Because <laughs> I'm the one who brings the money into right. Free Talk Live. <laughs> there is also evidence that the more permissive the attitudes of the country, the longer marriages last. That's interesting. In France, an affair is dubbed an adventure, free of inquisitions of betrayal, insinuations of betrayal. I knew you were going to correct me there. (laughs) It is estimated that a quarter of men and women are enjoying casual flings and affairs at one time. Does that mean the population? Uh, It says quarter of men and women. I I guess presumably they're talking about ones that are married, but it's not made clear. You know, I wonder... Because there are, there are a lot of people out there who have had sexual relationships with people that really nobody knows about. Like, well, right. I can think of one particular relationship or like sexual adventure or whatever you want to call it, where I know for a fact that I have never told anybody and this other person has never told anybody. So how many of how many more people are having affairs? Well, that that's are what just I'm everybody's got their secrets and their skeletons in their closet, well, right? That's, right. That's what I'm wondering about in this article here, and that when they're saying that in France. Uh, they're having like a quarter of men and women are having what they call casual flings and affairs at any one time. In how many of those situations does their real partner, you know, their life partner, do they know? Are we talking about, you know, when you use the term affair, does that always mean that the other person is clueless? Or I does- think so. Okay. I think affair, that's what that means. I'm wondering if that's what that means. Um, I mean, you know, you're not talking about an open relationship. It sounds like what they're suggesting about France, and I don't know, uh, is that, 
that affairs aren't as big of a deal. Um, you know, my wife is going to she's going to have something to say if she catches me sneaking a candy bar um, that she doesn't know about. She's mm-hmm. going to have something to say about it, <laughs> but you know, she's not going to divorce me over it. So, I mean, there's it's it's an it, it's a spectrum. You know, how far is that? Uh, you know, what's the difference between uh, sex and a candy bar in France versus sex and a candy bar in uh, Great Britain or the United States? The definition of affair, at least according to the World English Dictionary, is a sexual relationship between two people who are not married to each other. So no, it doesn't necessarily mean it's secret. I so I think that's disagree. I think that's one of the most important factors to discussing this whole thing. Well, and they haven't gotten into that right. at all here. They haven't discussed whether or not people know about it or not. Yeah, I think that that's really what the you know the crux of the situation is. People are going to be upset in this society. I don't know about any other. This is the only one that I've uh, lived in for any great period of time. Uh, people are going to be upset when. You know, the, the, the information's kept from them. Um, you know, obviously there's uh, social diseases, but I don't think that those are really the, the core issue for people. Um, it's, it's a possibility you could get a social disease, introduce it uh, to your partner, and that's really not very fair. Yeah, that's uh, not cool at all. Not, not cool at all. But I think that mostly people, mostly it's about betrayal for people. 855-450-FREE, your experience with sex outside of marriage. And whether or not your partner was aware and how that affected things in your relationship. There's more here. Uh, we'll talk more about what uh, France, what things are like over there, and uh, whatever else the article has in store. Because, uh, Julia, you're sharing this with us, and we'll continue it in moments. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. Share with us your relationship uh, experiences. Because we're talking about a proposal here from a controversial sociologist's book. And I believe her name is Catherine Hakim. And what she's proposing to change the rules of marriage. We'll get back into that. Your comments are certainly welcome. 855-450-FREE is a toll-free number. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. An incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. I've used it to, uh, to make a will, and it was, you know, it was fast and easy. They do all kinds of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs, living trusts, whatever common legal document you do, they make it blessedly simple, according to Fortune Magazine. And you can go to LegalZoom.com, use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order. LegalZoom.com. So, uh, do they do divorces at uh, LegalZoom.com? I bet they do. <laughs> We're talking about marriage and divorce, uh, and specifically in the more puritanical countries, as it's described here, and I would agree, uh, of the U.S. and the and uh, in Britain. And the suggestion thus far has been that an affair is good for marriage, that uh, to keep a marriage lasting, one must be able to have sexual relations outside of that marriage, 
one of the things that hasn't really been cleared up here is the amount of communication that this uh, person is suggesting, uh, that this uh, psychologist or sociologist, rather, is suggesting uh, be involved here as far as... What I hear is the suggestion that sex outside of marriage is good. And you got to get it whether you communicate or not. But communication is probably a good idea, too, if you can get your partner on board. That's what I'm hearing. Right. I tend to think that communication is a good idea and that your partner should be on board because I'm not advocating for this lying at all. That's is what I'm not a good thing. And uh, deceiving another individual, I don't think, is a very good thing Agreed. for anybody's relationship. But you were telling us, Julia, about France and how things are different over in other countries where. Uh, well, let's just say people aren't as uh, uppity. It says uh, it is est- estimated that a quarter of men and women are enjoying casual flings and affairs at any time. In France. Yes. Indeed, the convention- the conventionality, I can't say that word. That's uh, not a very common one. Uh, of affairs is displayed in the concept of le cinq except, I, I don't speak French well, but uh, the magical space between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. when men see their mistresses. <laughs> they actually have a named time of day where it's typical for affairs to happen. I must France. say I'm uh, somewhat stunned. Yes. Uh, in Japan, a tradition of gaishas has evolved into a modern society where sex is seen as a pleasure to be enjoyed. Japanese Pornography is consumed openly by women as well as men on the metro and in other public places. Sex is everywhere, and it is also clearly separated from marriage. You know, uh, speaking of uh, the use of pornography, there are some relationships in the U.S. where uh, I don't know if it's typically the woman going after the man, but I think that's typical. A lot of uh, women feel threatened by her man's use of pornography, as though like, oh, well, you know, this is here to replace me or whatever. And <laughs> there's the other side of that, in which uh, some sometimes people, specifically men, uh, will use pornography to replace, uh, you know, their sexual uh, relations with their their woman too. You know, they can get some kind of newness and variety out of the pornography where they can't get it out of their wife. I think it's crazy, but, you know. Right. But it would seem like, uh, you know, if if a lady can't get over the idea of her husband having a porn relationship outside of uh, their relationship, that a relationship with another woman would be just completely not even an option. Yeah. Like this is this is going to take a major what this lady is is suggesting is going to take a major shift in the way people think and I don't I don't think American I don't think we're anywhere ready near it. it. I don't know that I necessarily advocate. I don't know what I think um, as far as this goes. I mean, I think that uh, an extramarital affair probably isn't the a good reason to break up a good marriage. Um, you know, and I do think that uh, that sex is one of the major reasons for breakups um, when it comes to marriage. And I think that there are often people in relationships that wish they're having more sex than their spouse wish, wants to have. And, and that puts a big strain on the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you what do you do? How, how do you uh, as you know, how do I look like a good guy without being a horn dog if I'm demanding? Look, honey, I want to have sex more often than you do. What are we going to do about that? As somebody, I'm on the other spectrum as a female who has been in a relationship in the past where I was not, I wanted to have sex more than the Mm -hmm. other person. Um, It's pretty much the end of it. I mean, there, like you can remain like there's that different relationship quality that's like your friends, your partners, whatever. But um, that when that goes away, it just kind of destroys a good chunk of the relationship. Sure. Like, and... In my situation, I tried to talk about it many times, like, 
what's going on? What do you? How do you feel? Blah 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 blah. And and I mean, he it just was so uncomfortable that he didn't want to talk about it. So the only answer was shut up and don't have sex and or that's, leave. And it's not going anywhere. I mean, the, that's the relationship isn't going anywhere when that uh, when, when when you're at that level. Now, since it was kind of stated earlier that uh, generally guys have a higher sex drive than women, I don't know if I believe that. Uh, but that, maybe one of you guys said that during the break. I don't know if that was you, Mark. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's certainly it's the, commonly said. Yeah, that I mean, is yeah. a lot of people believe that to be fact. Conventional I don't know if I wisdom that doesn't right. make it right. I think it's only conventional wisdom because women have been kind of uh, raised to not talk about these things, right? At least with uh, with men or in public. I think that uh, they're just generally more to the evidence about. Is, is that women have extramarital affairs as almost as often as men do. So that should give some idea, some indicator that I don't uh, know that it does. I mean, it, it you know, it could be other reasons. I mean, men could be having extramarital affairs because they can because they want to have more sex. Women could be having because they're not getting a fulfilling, uh, you know, exciting relationship at home. And I don't know that one can continue to have a fulfilling and ex- or at least an exciting relationship i'm fulfilled because well you know I, because I, I want that kind of uh you know structure that i that i have in my so marriage. if the excitement is the important part about the affair does the excitement come from the secrecy i think the, to some extent the, it does and the factor of you could get caught i think it's for to sure. some extent it certainly does yeah sure which i think is a problem because if the idea is that having sex more often uh is you know outside of marriage is going to keep the marriage together i would you know i want communication in any relationship that i have and i don't want you know people sneaking around on uh, on each other i think that creates real problems and but could there be still that excitement factor even with honesty even with people being you know straight up about what they're what they're doing outside of the marriage can there be an excitement I think factor? there's just, going to still be uh, excitement could, in the newness. Just the newness? Yeah. If you consider that uh, dating new I – mean, you know, what it's like to date new people, um, that's an exciting time when you're, you know, getting into the relationship and, you know, everybody's sort of stated that we're moving forward here. And that's an exciting new time even if you're not skulking about in, uh, in the dark, mm-hmm. uh, meeting in, in surreptitious places in but, order to be able to grope each other. I think part of the problem with that is that you can start out being honest, but as it gets better and maybe more often, mm-hmm. you start feeling guilty about how often it is. And if like if you're having sex more with uh, this person instead of your husband, you start feeling guilty, you start sharing it less. So even in an open relationship, I mean, it's really takes a lot of courage, I think, and a lot of communication to be able to um, really be honest, always. You know, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to be meeting more often, it's difficult to say, hey, honey, I'm going out. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she knows where you're going. And, yeah, it, it puts, I think it would put strain. Let's come back and talk more about other people in other parts of the world do in their relationships. 855-450-FREE. And, of course, your thoughts and experiences are welcome. 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Maybe you want to share with us your experiences of sex outside of marriage and how, at least according to one sociologist uh, in her new book, that apparently that's the way to keep a marriage together is what she's saying. But your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. And, uh, you know, if you're looking to get gold and silver, you can do that through gold.freetalklive.com. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some hand-picked gold and silver coins. You can go over there and take a look at everything we've got. Things that are very easy to do some comparison shopping shopping with because it's so difficult when uh, looking at precious metals to find out, you know, whether you're getting the a good price. You got to buy low so you can sell high. Go to gold.freetalklive.com before you buy anything. Uh, it's gold.freetalklive.com. Not only do you get some of the best rates, but you're helping Free Talk Live in the process. All right. So, would love to hear any experiences that you have with sex outside of marriage. The claim here from this sociologist over in the UK is that that's actually what could keep marriages together. Catherine Hakim suggesting in the uh, in a shortened version of her, I guess, an excerpt from her book uh, on the Telegraph's website that. Other countries, people in other countries, France, Japan have been mentioned, uh, they are way more open-minded to sex outside of one's monogamous uh, relationship to create sort of the, the excitement that I guess is necess- people believe is necessary to have in their lives so that they can stay in their committed relationship while being sexually satisfied in uh, more than one way, I suppose. And that's kind of where we're at here in this uh, Well, this sex from different people is it's always different. You know what I mean? So it's or, and so you can you can get something, you can have sex with two people and get something completely different out of it. Like chlamydia. Uh sure. <laughs> but I was just trying to point out that yes. like you can't teach somebody how to have sex. Like they, there's just different things that can be done. There's different things to get out of it. And so I mean, if I'm honest, if I wasn't to include any sort of emotional attachment or any issues that could arise from it, if I could have sex with like, you know, three different people, like I'd probably be the most sexually satisfied, right? Sure. You'd be getting different stuff. You'd be able to move through and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I, but then there are, you know, it's had, it's hard to have sex without having anything else. The consequences come play, are there. Right. I mean, not just the STDs or pregnancies, but there's also all kinds of the emotional, consequences. the emotional consequences. Now, what happens if you bring in something like prostitution into this, uh, this discussion? Because obviously in the U.S. and the U.K., that's uh, prohibited. But in some countries, it's more uh, acceptable. And in that case, if you've got, let's say, the situation where, you know, the guy wants to have sex more often than uh, than his wife, and so they come to the agreement. All right, well, why it's don't probably you just... the solution that's implemented the most often. It would be my guess because, because you don't then... have the, the you don't have the consequences of the emotional involvement. Right, then you're dealing with a professional on the other end of things. That woman is not there to uh, you know the prostitute. She's not going to call you at home and right. tell your tell your wife what's up. Exactly. You're paying her for her discretion. You're paying her for her to keep it business. Speaking of discretion, you certainly don't want to tell a person like that exactly what your situation is. And, uh, you know, then, you know, I mean, there's there's no uh, there's no Hippocratic oath among hookers. (laughs) The hookercratic oath where they uh, they say that they will not use this information to blackmail you. We're being told we don't uh, say the actual numbers in our phone number often enough, Mark. So uh, eight eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 
There you so go. Maybe we need to get back into that habit. I, I don't recall losing it, but maybe we have. So apology to anybody that has uh, has not heard our numbers clearly. one 450 3733 We'll get you through here if you want to tell us about your uh, affairs and whether or not it helped your marriage. That's the su- suggestion here. Uh, so we were talking about other countries and sort of their uh, their take on sex. Um, and it says here, meanwhile, Nordic countries are already way ahead of the game. Couples openly discuss parallel relationships within marriage. Oh, my. These range from affairs between work colleagues lasting years to holiday flings lasting a few days. I can't imagine those conversations going on. You know, I've been in, uh, you know, I've got a great uh, marriage with my wife. I just can't imagine, even if, uh, you know, one of us decided to step out on the other. I can only imagine the discretion would be used in that circumstance and, you know, it wouldn't be discussed. But, See, I, but was... if you think about that concept, and I, I'm with you, like I understand why people do it. But if you think about that concept, isn't it kind of sad that you experiencing something really positive mm-hmm. and feeling good? Can't that share that you with the most important person share that in your with life. Them. Exactly. I yeah, mean, that's I sad. I get you. See, that's exactly how I wouldn't want my relationship to be. If there were going to be some sort of stepping out like that, I would want that to have that discussed and to make sure that everything was uh, was out on the table. Because then I wouldn't feel respected as a partner. My experience is, and I think you you share it, is that uh, you know when when people. When people are allowed to step out, that oftentimes they'll they'll create emotional bonds with the person with whom they're stepping out on. Those emotional bonds are stronger because you know that everything's new, and then you know the relationship ends. It just seems like it's it's, it's a recipe for ending relationships is what it seems like to me, uh, this uh, open relationship thing. It's a dangerous road to go down, I think. But why? Why is it so dangerous? Why is it, is it because of the puritanical uh, basis or the roots in this country? Is it my because- belief is is because women have a difficult time having this, this is my belief, and it's a sexist belief is that women have a difficult time having sex without having emotional attachments. But so you're saying that a man is more likely to step out of the marriage and not leave? I would, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's uh, you know I think that men can have uh, sex without you know the I, you know I've got every you know men are gonna people are gonna want to have sex with other folks uh, you know the the strange newness is always a good thing uh, you know, but you have to weigh that against what the consequences are and you know there's consequences for doing it so you know that that's what it comes down to for me. I don't know. I, I get that like some people like the idea of, uh, of newness, but it seems to me that uh, if you're having sex with somebody with which you're practiced at, that that sex is going to be better I'd agree. Uh, than sure. new sex. As, uh, as sort of – but not from an emotional standpoint, but from a, f- a physical satisfaction standpoint. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, there's like a – there's a spontaneous newness aspect that can be satisfying sure. as well. Why do people do it then, Ian? I don't. I don't know. I, <laughs> just just don't for something know. different, I guess. It's because it's satisfying in a different way, in an emotional way. Gotcha. They're, they're getting all kinds of uh, you know emotional needs net. Oh, this person wants me, you mm-hmm. know, and all that kind of thing. Um, I I think one thing that's kind of interesting to think about is the way marriage has sort of evolved. I mean, marriage is a really old tradition, and it used to be about property essentially right it comes from way back in the day when fathers owned their daughters and they would trade their daughters for a cow or whatever sure um lineage right and as still i think about lineage my wife just said to me at the the kitchen counter the other day um you know i don't if if i wasn't having you know didn't want to have a child i don't see any reason why we would get married because she wanted a child sure i mean so and 
you know, she wants that child to have the same name as, you know, just. And yeah, my mom is upset with me because I've got a vasectomy. Like she was uh, complaining when I was down in Florida about how I will not have a child, <laughs> and that her only hope is for is for her daughter. But to, you could uh, get adopt, and I think that that's. I, I pointed. I reminded her about that, but that you know, and she she begrudgingly admitted that I could adopt, but it still doesn't have that lineage factor, does it? Right? Like there's still that. But it's our bloodline thing. I where- don't know how much that affects. I think that that's different for everybody. I, as an adopted individual, don't care. But I do know that statistically adopted people tend not to assimilate, at least early on. I mean, they, they have a lot more problems uh, from an emotional standpoint. Prisons have much larger population of adopted. You know, ad- ad- adoptees are much more likely to live in, end up in prison and all these kinds of things. Well, my point with that was that historically marriage and sex were not necessarily together at all. Sure. Like a lot of it back in the day, so to speak, uh, marriages were arranged and there was often sexual partners that, you know what I mean? Like you didn't, it wasn't, marriage wasn't necessarily a love thing at all. It was just a, a some sort of an agreement, or a contract. or, yeah. Right. And then there was sex on the side. Sure. So today, marriage for a lot of people, I think, is is about finding that person, right, that you love more than anything. And it kind of goes against the way we're hardwired. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can comment on the state of marriage and uh, affairs, adultery, your experience, open relationships. Whatever you're at, whatever aspect you want to comment upon, 855-450-3733. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that uh, we will share with you there. You can go and get interactive in various different ways. One of them is by interacting on the bulletin board system over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find other listeners of the program, and you can talk to them about stuff bbs.freetalklive.com. Plus, we'll post our show prep uh, items there as well. The stuff that we actually use on the air, the articles you hear generally get posted uh, to the BBS as well. And it's all free, like everything else is on our site. Head over to freetalklive.com. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to get direct access there. Once again, that's bbs.freetalklive.com. We're talking about relationships and specifically the institution of marriage. Uh, And the idea, according to one British sociologist, that having sex outside of marriage is a way to keep a marriage together. And the suggestion is that there are certain countries where people are a little bit more loose with their uh, marital vows and such, uh, and they can have sex or they are having sex frequently outside of marriage. And as they point out here in uh, Nordic countries, the parallel relationships are openly discussed within marriage. So, uh, the article here is basically an excerpt. I'd say that's for some people. I can't imagine that. I, I, it's difficult for me to imagine that's even the uh, the norm. 
that's something that kind of bothers me about this article is it's it's talking about this as if this should be the way Mm -hmm. and i feel like that is just as bad as saying that only having sex with one partner your entire life is the way right like this may work for some people but there are some i think there are people out there men and women who absolutely are just not that sexual and don't have the interest in going outside of the relationship I think that's true. I, right. To prescribe one thing for everybody is kind of, uh, you know, asking for failure. But clearly she has a belief that this is working. Uh, she seems to be a real fan of this idea. But let's go to you and your thoughts. Uh, see what you think on the issue of sex outside of marriage or sex outside of marriage as part and parcel of your marriage. Uh, Toots is on the line listening in Minnesota to WNMT. Hey, Toots. Hey, hey how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, actually, um... Sex out of marriage, it always depends on the topic, but um, I was married for 20 years, and my husband left me, deserted me, and when I tried to find, you know, how to get a divorce, it took a long time, but the funny part is, you know, when you guys brought up um, how women don't, you know, have a physical attraction more than men, well, actually, they do. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's that's and a common understanding, but, but I think it's they wrong. Don't, they don't go and cheat. They will find another way to try to change, like, role-playing with their man or get something going. And if that don't work, well, maybe they might go out. Well, but most women do uh, not cheat on the men. As I understand, uh, the, 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 as I understand that it's, it's less than 50%. As I understand, it's less than 50% of either sex that uh, cheats and just a slightly less, fewer women. Actually, um, most men do. I hate to say that. How can you say anything about what most women or most men do? Only you know is your own experience. Actually, no. I've been reading a lot, and I do know a lot of people. And yes, a lot of men, especially, you know, many of them, not all, but a lot of men, even married, they get their age, they, they go through changes, and yes, they will not tell their wives. And the first one that will know that they're cheating is their wives, but most of them will reconsider, you know, for the marriage, and they will stay with them. And that's when the role-playing comes on, and that's when the wives change. They'll do their hair, they'll get some boob lifts. I'm telling you. It well, says uh, 20% of all married men have had uh, extramarital affairs here in this uh, uh, love, lovesessions.com. Well, I think that's wrong. Well, okay, because so a lot, of, a lot of men do, and I just not I don't most women. There is like a twenty. I'm I'm giving you a twenty to thirty percent women do cheat on their husband. I'm uh, seeing fourteen percent. The husbands that go on first. I I just because I don't know if I believe that. that. Have the and well, hang on a second, Toots. Uh, Julia, what do you not believe? I don't necessarily believe that more men cheat than women. I tend to agree with you. I think that, uh, look, Toots, if you're talking to men and they're telling you that they're cheating or you know that they've cheated, how do you know that the women just are keeping it quiet? I mean, they're just better at uh, shutting up about it. I don't – I tend to agree with Julia. I think that people are likely to cheat, uh, and I'm not going to say that one sex or the other is more or less likely. Well, you could have that, but I I did a lot of surveys. You did surveys? Yes, I have. How, how did you do the service? In my life experience, um, 
I've never cheated. Never. Well, I have, and I've I'm a female. I've had two men cheat on me, my husband, and a 12-year relationship. But the good thing that came out of it is the one that I first kissed, when he went in the military before I got married to a 32-year-old man when I was 18. So 50% of the women on this conversation. Ago, and I've been with that guy ever since. Good well, for but you. I'm saying your experience is that cheated on me too. So, but we're still together. <laughs> but, but see, I'm a female, and I have cheated on somebody. I've cheated on multiple people, actually, and it's not something I'm proud have. of. But I've done it, and so right now in this context, it's fifty-fifty. One of us has cheated, and one of us has not. And I've known plenty of other women who have cheated. Well, I feel sad for that because you know what? I know a lot of women that haven't. That's stayed home for their husbands that did. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I don't know how you gathered your statistics, uh, but it would it would seem to me that let's let's imagine we're Toots for a moment here. She's very proud of the fact that she hasn't cheated. So imagine being a friend of Toots. Are you going to tell her that you cheated on on your husband? <laughs> Probably not. No way in hell. Even if you love Toots and you're her best friend and you guys hang out all the time and you know Toots is cool and you're cool with Toots, you know that Toots thinks infidelity is a very bad thing and she would think negatively of you. So therefore, if she's surveying you about your, you know, whether or not you've cheated on anybody, you're going to lie to Toots and you're going to tell her, oh no, I'm with Joey and I've always been with Joey. I well, would never... also, if you don't want Joey to find out, let's say he doesn't know, probably not the best <laughs> idea to be spreading rumors about yourself, right? <laughs> right. Don't tell Toots. Yeah. So I just, you know... Guys, maybe guys are just more uh, likely to get caught cheating. You know, they're well, not as uh, not as you know I, smart I've looked, about it. Looked it up here, and it's difficult to say, but it looks like twenty. According to this, it's tough to get a handle on how many are having affairs. Uh, but in you know, given the inherent secrecy, but here's the statistic: twenty-two percent of married men have strayed at least once during their married lives. Fourteen percent of married women have had affairs at least once in their married lives. Um, younger people are more likely candidates. In fact, younger women are as likely as younger men to be unfaithful and what's the source of that this is a <laughs> menstuff.org infidelity statistics right i've got the infidelity facts.com here there's no citation at all by the way I'd not like to much point out. there's well, nothing there's cited really here. if you're talking about gathering this kind of information there are definitely a lot of people that aren't going to say anything so of it's course. impossible to get this correct percentage of men who say they would have an affair if they knew they would never get caught 74 percent that's a different story and percentage one, one of women the things, who said the same the, 68 one of the things that keeps uh, men in uh, you know for me with that keeps keeps it because it's difficult it would be very very hard to put in the kind of time that it would take to have an affair i mean you're talking about skulking around different times of the day you know whatever I, you know, I just my lifestyle doesn't fit it. Percentage of marriages where one or both spouses admit to infidelity, either physical or emotional, forty-one percent. I don't know what emotional infidelity is. Does that uh, just mean like emailing somebody? No. What they use, like, let's say you work with somebody, yeah, and you guys develop sort of a friendship that kind of involves flirting, but there's no sex, there's no like extra activities, but you you start to enjoy being with this person more and you start to tell them more and confide in them more that's considered an emotional affair hmm. interesting you write emails along that line too so again that's from infidelityfacts.com they don't in any way cite their source on that so it could all be completely made up uh 855-450 free and anyone's willing to make some statistics up why not us well, and anybody uh you know that's answering one of these questions is essentially you know you have to trust that they're being honest 
and maybe they want, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Like this difference between you know seventy four percent of men say they would have an affair if they knew they would never get caught, but only sixty eight percent of women. Maybe the uh, the other eight percent of uh, or six percent well, of the women that make up the other few percent between sixty eight and seventy four, maybe they're just not being honest that they uh, you know with those questions. Well, so who knows? They might not be being honest with themselves either. Because right. I mean, my position on cheating has changed over the years because my experience has changed. I'm sure that I started out saying I will never cheat on anybody ever. Who wouldn't say that? Right. But then situations come up and you you're willing to throw those morals out for a few <laughs> minutes or whatever you know it changes Oops, that didn't work out 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line your experience is certainly welcome 1-855-450-3733 talking about marriage infidelity cheating uh, can it actually help your marriage hour three's next hi i'm richard grove of tragedyandhope.com and thanks to the help of mark and ian here on free talk live we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for john taylor gatto in 2001 former new york city and state school teacher of the year john taylor gatto published the underground history of american education detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves now john delivers a message which he calls your birthright it's titled the ultimate history lesson and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts john suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And here with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Okay, so we've been talking about, uh, for those of you just tuning in, throughout the last hour discussing an article in The Telegraph, uh, which is, uh, we're not going to get through the whole thing, we're not going to even try, but it's an excerpt from a book by Catherine Hakim, and she has written a book entitled... The New Rules, Internet Dating, Playfairs, and Erotic Power. And the suggestion is that in order to have a healthy marriage, you might have to have sex outside of the marriage. That's what she's suggesting here. She seems to be quite the fan of that idea and is attempting to push things in uh, Great Britain in that direction and also in America. She likes herself some strange. That's the way it sounds. (laughs) But, you know, it kind of led to a, 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 another discussion about American cheating, because uh, we are here uh, in New Hampshire is where we're doing this show. And so what are the statistics? Uh, Toots, who called in last hour, says that she believes that women hardly ever cheat in comparison to men who are dogs and will cheat in any uh, you know drop of a hat. Uh, I think that the reality is probably more similar than people would like to admit, that uh, women and men are probably about on par with how likely they are to uh, to do these things. These numbers seem to show that uh, men have admitted to, uh, to to extramarital sex more often than women but have admitted. But only a little bit more. Uh, only a little bit more. And that uh, when polled about whether or not they would, that men are slightly more likely um, in that case, too. That's just a, a would as opposed to a have situation. Uh, you know, I mean, I, 
also, but you were looking at these websites where men, um, where people are looking for extramarital affairs, and this fits my worldview. There's, what, 13 times as many men as there are women on the site? According to the article at The Telegraph, uh, they were looking at, uh, let's see, women are in a dramatically stronger position while dating websites for singles are dominated by women looking for the one. Those for married people, so dating websites for married people, are dominated by men looking for a sexual adventure. The ratio is around one woman to every 13 men, giving the women the power to dictate terms from dates at the most expensive restaurants and luxury gifts to financial rewards. Hmm. I would also say that this this fits my worldview that women are looking for an exciting new relationship, whether or not that relationship goes forward or not. They're looking for the excitement of it, whereas men are looking for the sex. And, you know, when you go on the website, you're looking for the sex because you'll take whatever comes along or more or less. At least you get to take a look, whereas women are looking for that emotional connection that they might get out in the real world, whether it's at work or whatever. You know, I wonder as a pretty small female i would be scared to do something like that simply because i would be afraid of putting myself in danger like a man meet someone through the internet yeah like if i were to meet someone through the internet in this situation this type of a situation there's a chance that this person could hurt me Mm -hmm. and he would be more likely he would be able to hurt me and this is the number one rule that men don't understand about dating is that you need to put the woman at ease. She needs to be comfortable with you because, you know, you walk up and you just start talking and asking questions in a very bold fashion. It doesn't put them at ease. And, uh, you know, sadly, whether you know whether anybody likes to admit it or not, uh, they're the weaker sex and they have to live in a world where, you know, half of the population could crush, you know, could hurt them very now, badly physically. When you say weaker, you're talking physically. Physically, Because that's, that's all absolutely I'm true. Yeah. I mean... You can always get their picture in advance if you're on right. Right, but right. you can show. I could show you any picture. Psycho, I mean, you were in a relationship with someone who showed you fake pictures a long time it's ago, true. right? It's true. So, to me, like I might think about sex, but to actually like think about having sex with different people, but to actually go through with something like this, I would just be too scared. I mean, and I'm sure it would be fine. You mean to meet somebody online just for sex, or to meet somebody online just for a date? Um. Both, but more likely sex. I mean, to me, it just seems like it it could be dangerous. I'm a small, helpless female. Like, if somebody wanted to hurt me in this situation, I'm going to get hurt. Yeah, it would would make sense that if you were going to meet somebody online uh, for sex, that you would probably want to have a date anyway, just to, you know, kind of feel out how insane they are or, you know, what other, whether other, you know, they're too big or too intimidating or what vibe you're getting from them. Uh, So, you know, I didn't want to really continue much of this, but I think there's a relevant portion here at the television. Telegraph's site. Take the case of Peter, a rich 62-year-old judge who lives in a beautiful historic country house with his lovely wife. He regularly traveled into central London to sit as judge in important commercial disputes and also stayed in the same hotel. And after several years of his routine, he began to welcome the idea of a sexy girlfriend to entertain him during his weekday stays. So, surprise, surprise, he signed on to a dating website. When he met his first date, Maya, beautiful and in her 30s, he could not believe his luck. They had a cheerful and there's fl- a hooker. <laughs> they had a cheerful and flirty lunch, sitting in the sunshine. At the end, they discussed meeting again. Maya suggested a monthly fee for unlimited time with him at his convenience. Peter laughed, assuming she was joking. He considered an expensive di- uh, dinner generous enough. But as he worked his way through a similar series of first dates that were also not followed up, he realized that Maya was right. A crucial rule in this modern world of adultery is that the women are able to call the shots, especially when the men are past their prime. 
If you you want me to have sex with a 62-year-old man, Mm. you better pay me well. (laughs) I'm sorry. Same here. But the point being that uh, Maya obviously was willing to have sex with whoever she was meeting, but she wanted to meet them first and feel them out before just, you know, checking into a hotel room. I think something also that comes into play here, and Mark, you've said this many times on the show, the reality is that women have the power when it comes to sex. They hold the keys to the sex machine. Only because men let them. No, no, <laughs> well, absolutely not. I think it's a physical difference. If, if men want to have sex more often than women, bam, keys to the sex machine. That's what I'm saying. Right. If Mark and I were to walk down the street, the same street, and knock on doors, Mark has said this a million times, and ask for sex, I'm going to get sex. Right, within Mark, five doors, you're going to be inside stooping, I'm going to be in a jail cell. <laughs> So <laughs> that's the I mean, difference between the sexes and how, what the kind of control so they have around sex. I think it's easier for women to get sex for the most part. Sure so is, yes. they would be less likely. That's another reason why they would be less likely to go on a site like this. It doesn't necessarily mean that they want sex less. Exactly. It means that they don't have to get it the same way. That's exactly right. The, a woman doesn't have to go online to find a partner because, like you said, she can find a partner easily in real life. There's no shortage, especially an attractive woman, there's no shortage of uh, potential suitors. I don't think unattractive women have that much difficulty no. finding no, a partner. No, certainly they, not. It's just under their terms. And this is... You you know, I've heard women complain about uh, being able to find somebody, and usually when I listen, uh, you know, I'm, I'm careful in the way that I, I listen to what they say, and what they're looking for is, you know, th- that relationship, the one that they're looking for the, under their terms and all these other things, whereas, you know, a lot of guys are just looking for sex period um and you know obviously you know their, their tolerance level is higher or lower but you know it's it, it's the difference between the sexes so i went and i looked around for some more cheating statistics i wanted to find an article that was better than just like infidelityfacts.com with no citations whatsoever uh this one we do have some citations this is from u.s news and world report uh published already sounds better in 2008 and it says here that in, uh, anxiety over discussion of sex issues that research don't even know how many Americans cheat uh, in numbers like 50 percent of married men and a third of married women are bandied about. Those numbers are supported by some respected public figures, such as Joyce Brothers, who posited in 1990 that even half of all women were sleeping around. Clinical research, however, reveals something far different. In 1994, the National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago upended the conventional thought of general licentiousness. It showed that 15 to 18 percent of ever married people who have had a sexual partner other than their spouse while married, and just 3 to 4 percent have cheated on their spouse in any given year. In 2000, another team of researchers... Uh, led by Judith Trace, a sociologist at the University of California, Irvine, concluded that 11% of adults have cheated on their spouse or cohabitating partner. There isn't any evidence, she says, of an infidelity epidemic. But even the clinical research is fuzzy. A follow-up to the Chicago study showed that people interviewed without family members around had higher rates of infidelity. What a surprise. It stood to reason that many people simply weren't honest when there was a chance that a loved one could overhear. Meanwhile, a growing number of swinger societies, internet liaisons, and prostitution rings of the sort that snared Governor Spitzer seem to provide anecdotal evidence that cheating is on the rise. Joy Davidson, a New York City psychologist and author of Fearless Sex, said the bottom line is we really don't know accurately what the statistics are. We can only surmise from our experiences in the world. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control here. 1-855-450-3733. Tell us about your experience. It's Free Talk Live. 
Bitcoin Poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals are harmed in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever you want, 855-450-FREE. Or comment on the issue of marriage and whether or not you think that there's anything to this suggestion by this uh, sociologist over the UK that marriages could be kept together more often if, well, the people in the marriage were more okay with the idea of people stepping outside of the marriage. So what do you think about that? 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. And you can also visit our website at freetalklive.com where you can uh, get tuned into our live streams. We have broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show available around the clock. You can listen in to uh, any one of those streams. They're all completely free. And you can do it through your mobile device as well. If you go to m.freetalklive.com, uh, m as in mobile.freetalklive.com, you'll find the links to all three streams, and you'll also find the software, links to software that you'll need to get tuned into them. So go to, and the software is free, of course, m.freetalklive.com. If you know what Bitcoins are, um, then you can get them at bitinstant.com. If you don't know what they are, they're an internet currency, a new internet currency, that you can buy and sell and exchange Bitcoins without any fees with other people. So, um, you know, it has a real advantage over many of those uh you know, those, those banking sites online where they charge you an amount of money to transfer it back and forth. If, you, if you're bouncing money back and forth between accounts pretty soon after 3% every uh, exchange, they've got all the money. It's a pretty good deal for them. Bitcoins, you don't have to. And they can also freeze your account whenever they feel like you've done something that somebody might call bad. Well, they can't freeze your account when it comes to Bitcoins because you have complete control over your account. It's mathematically impossible for anybody to freeze your account or interfere with it in any way, whether it's a government or a banking agency or whatever it is. Um, and if you want to get Bitcoins, you can do it at bitinstant.com. Ian, you have uh, gone through bitinstant.com a couple of times now. I've done it three times now. And what's your experience? You've done different places? You can do I've it more than 700,000 locations across the world. I've gone to CVS and I've gone to Walmart. And it's so easy. It's just uh, unbelievable how simple it is. I mean, you just tell them how much money you want to put in. You go, you punch some digits in at the, you know, the MoneyGram window, which I found out that MoneyGram is not Western Union. Apparently, okay. it's a different company, their competitor. And so, any pretty much any MoneyGram location, you can do it for an extra fee. Now, uh, Julia had told me that if you go to the bank and do it, because you can do it at Bank of America, that's where and, I've done it, and other locations that there's yes. no like. The, the, the fee is less if you go to the yes. bank. Well, because you're not paying for the money order fee. You're just paying the bit instant fee. Right. They have a clear right. list you're of fees on their website. You're just depositing cash. Yep. There's no, there's no, no doubt So I paid an extra is. four bucks, basically, because I had the convenience factor of going to CBS last night. Yesterday, Bitcoins were down to like eight bucks. No, they got down below that, seven. Well, it was like seven fifty or whatever. But mm-hmm. by the time I finally got around to doing something about it, they were over nine dollars because it had you know gone down to eight, and then two hours later it was above nine. It's it's interesting dealing with this, right? Because like if you're buying silver and the market closes at four o'clock, you're good buying silver until the market opens again. Yep. But uh, with Bitcoin, man, if you don't make a move right then, uh, that thing can change pretty radically in a, in the matter in you know in a matter of an hour. Uh, so or at least that's the current status uh, of it. And uh, so I ended up getting them at I think probably just under like ten bucks per per Bitcoin. 
but it's it was pretty easy. And the other thing about, you know, obviously if you go to the bank, that's convenient if the bank's open. But some banks don't have the best hours. So, like, I wanted to try the bank thing yesterday, but it was Sunday. And the bank that uh, you should be able to go and deposit things at is not open on Sunday. So, therefore, you know, my only option was to go to Walmart. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, I mean, that's that's one of the things that's so different about bitcoins is they don't really fit into our modern world where banks close open at nine and close at yeah. five and uh, only operate five days a week. The Bitcoin marketplace is going all the time. Right. I actually tried to go to CVS to uh, get some after eleven o'clock at night, and I guess they closed their MoneyGram at ten, so I was unable to actually buy it. I wanted to get some late night, but that wasn't possible. So you have to keep in mind the hours of the the location to which you're going. But once you get a little bit of experience at it, you'll know. In fact, uh, I, I it's going to get to the point of what I'm going to try next is I'm going to actually be at Walmart or at CVS for a, some other reason. I'll check the Bitcoin price, and if I like the price, I'll I'll just go ahead and buy some Bitcoins right there. Because, You've got the app on your phone like I do? Well, because, yeah, because, uh, well, you don't have to have an app. Is there a BitInstant app? I didn't even know that. There's not a BitInstant but, app, but there's a, you know, a Bitcoin uh, you know, amount. You can know what they're at. You can check their p- prices right online very easily with an app. Oh, right, right. I, I would check the price with the app, but then I could, I could use my web browser on my smartphone to go to BitInstant.com and do a transaction on That's BitInstant true. right there on my smartphone. And then I can pull up because you know, they give you the PDF with all the info you need to deposit this, this mm-hmm. stuff when you go through BitInstant. I can pull that PDF up on my phone and sh- I should be able to walk right over to the MoneyGram counter and literally get my uh, Bitcoins within Do you have to show the PDF? Moments. I can't remember doing that. I th- you don't necessarily. Yeah, you I just, just had, to, I just had a number the numbers from it. Basically, what was so, that? Say that again. You you just basically have to give them the appropriate numbers, yeah, like the account happened. numbers and that sort of thing. So it's pretty neat stuff. Bitinstant.com will uh, help you get some bitcoins for your for the first time and for many times after that. Eight five five four fifty free. Let's go to the phones and to your thoughts. Helen is on the line listening in Ithaca. Helen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, I was wondering what your opinion is about this. Okay, the uh, this, these persons who call themselves like the sovereign movement or something. This has been on the news for the past couple of days that happened in Louisiana and they uh, like don't believe in being part of the United States and they have their own, they make their own license plates and make their own IDs and they, anyhow, a bunch well, of them were arrested uh, yesterday and today. Really? Or they killed Yep. They killed a couple of cops. Killed a couple of cops. There's been some a couple of incidences where people, you know, calling themselves sovereign citizens, and you know, we're not 100 yeah. percent sure, as I understand, with these people that they were sovereigns. But I mean, I think that it it looks like that they were people calling themselves sovereign citizens. Is this the video from like a couple no, years ago? That, that's the other incident. No, um, there's, there's two separate incidents. This okay. is this is brand new. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting idea. I think that sovereign citizenship is a very, uh, you know, it's, it's silly. I don't think you I think citizen is a is a new ter- is the new slave. I don't think that uh, one can be a citizen and be sovereign at the same time. Citizenship is extra- exchanging a certain amount like of one's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're either sovereign or you're a citizen. You cannot be both. But you know, that's beside it's uh, beside the point. I think it's interesting that the news media is getting excited about these uh, sovereigns, um, you know, killing cops when cops have killed far more Americans in the past four years than sovereign citizens have killed cops. But okay, um, I think that it's using violence against government officials is counterproductive and they're not yeah. going to get anywhere all they're going to do is uh, be vilified and looked at uh, as uh, maniacs and what do you think is just one quick second question what no, do you sure. think about the thing about having uh, rape being called 
that it has to be like an intentional rape or aggravated <laughs> rape. Well, I think that I this. Mean, the, I think the, uh, the 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 lefty hosts are twisting the. I think. Let me find this guy's uh, name here. Aiken is that is uh, the guy running for Senate? Black bro in, in Missouri. He's running for U.S. Yeah. Senate. And he, he's David. referring to legitimate rape um, that he believes that uh, women legitimate have biological rape. defenses to prevent pregnancy in cases of legitimate yeah, rape. True. And I think what he's saying in that is that some rapes are not legitimate. That some people have, uh, you know, that they they claim rape after they've had sex that they regret. And I yeah, think but that, you know what? Most people don't even they they're so embarrassed and humiliated and disgusted and ashamed of themselves. They don't. There's so many rapes that are unreported. Sure, absolutely, that's the case. But the, the, you would also agree that some rapes that are reported are not real legitimate rapes, right? Yeah, that could possibly be. There are men who have gone to jail who later on the uh, you know woman will admit that she wasn't actually in point of fact raped. That has happened. But I agree with you, Helen. There are a bunch of rapes that go absolutely unreported. Sure. Uh, so we don't really actually know what those statistics are. Hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this sovereign citizen uh, story. I've got the, some of the details pulled up. 855-450-FREE. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features we have there. The webcam is one of them. You can watch, you can listen. Music's back. Uh, You can watch, you can listen, and you can interact because the chat room is built into the same page. And it's all there free at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Antiwar.com, the uh, website that's known for providing the very best in anti-intervention news and views, is having its quarterly pledge drive. Uh, Jason Osborne from Sickle CAI has uh, donated his live reads to them. And I couldn't be happier. Antiwar.com is, you know, it's it's a really great news site. And I check it out at least every few days, if not every day, depending on, you know, obviously there's some days that I don't, don't get over there. But I, I recommend it highly. And if you use Antiwar.com as a news source, now's the time to donate. You can go to Antiwar.com slash donate. They need your money. Antiwar.com slash donate. So we had Helen a moment ago call in asking about uh, the so-called sovereign citizen movement. Apparently there's been another incident. Uh, There was one a few years back, several years maybe at this point, where a couple guys uh, killed a cop at a roadside pullover. They had like – That's right some automatic weapons of some sort and uh, they blasted away at a cop that had pulled them over um i don't know what the pullover was for or what i think it was just standard they probably have stuff. one of those uh, silly license plates on that um you know are going to draw attention 
Well, I don't I don't know what the the details were around there, but usually that's the, the the one incident that gets bandied about whenever the media reports on the sovereign citizen movement right. as though it's this dangerous movement it's, full it, of killers. It's interesting. I mean, if you wanted to take people and separate them into groups, and I think that that's really unfair, then you need to do you but you need to bring that practice uh, all the way around. You know, let's talk about what cops do as groups. Let's talk about what uh, you know white people do as groups. Let's talk about black people and what they do as groups. I mean, if you want to talk about people and what they do as groups, let's go whole hog. Instead of saying these sovereign citizens do such and such, mm. I mean, what happened is so far we have about eight people have, who have done some crimes. Allegedly. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're allegedly, it looks like the, 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 I think the, the first two are dead from years ago. That's and right. these, these six are now involved in whatever way they're involved. And you know, so you've got eight people that have committed crimes. To say the sovereign citizens do anything is participating in bigotry. Well, one of the things that this article here that I have uh, from ABC World News does not point out that I've seen in previous articles about the so-called sovereign citizen movement is they'll give an estimate of how the like the police, whoever, whichever police expert they'll uh, talk to, some FBI guy, will give some sort of estimate of how many people consider themselves sovereign citizens. There are as many as 300,000 sovereign right. citizens that's the number in the we've United heard, States. at least 300,000. So of the, you know, at least 300,000 people, a handful of them have gotten violent. Right, so there's that's no in you know, that should not be an indictment on the other two hundred and ninety seven, you know, two hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety of them that haven't uh, gotten violent. But nonetheless, uh, the story is that at least seven of the excuse me, at least several of the seven suspects arrested in connection with the ambushing and killing of two Louisiana deputies and the wounding of two others have been linked to the sovereign citizen movement. I'd like to also ask the any sovereign citizens that might be be listening or anybody who thinks that this is a good idea to draw deputies in some place and ambush and kill them. What has this brought? What benefit has this brought? The suspects were arrested after a shootout early Thursday morning at a trailer park outside of New Orleans where the two deputies were killed. They, uh, the two had gone to the trailer park in pursuit of suspects from an earlier incident in which two other deputies were shot and wounded. The gunman first opened fire on deputies patrolling a parking lot near a steel plant and oil refinery, according to the St. John the Baptist Sheriff. Deputies Brandon Nielsen and Jeremy Treach were ambushed by at least three men inside a trailer home, one of whom exited the back of the home with an assault-style weapon. More than 20 shots were fired between the two locations. Another black rifle. Sovereign citizens uh, believe any form of government is illegitimate, and the only law is the one they create, said Brad Garrett, former FBI agent and ABC News consultant. That's definitely not what they believe. I mean, they, they, they def- definitely have their own set of beliefs around you know, what laws are legitimate and what aren't. They believe in common law and that uh, victims must, uh, there must be, uh, crimes must have victims. They don't believe, for instance, you know, many police officers think that it's uh, illegal to have certain black rifles, whether they're fully automatic or whatever. Well, you know, just because some fat cigar-smoking politician wrote it down on a piece of paper and some other fat sm- cigar-smoking politicians voted yay on it does not make it a legitimate law. And I have to agree with the sovereign citizens on this one. Now, they don't agree for the same reasons that I do. They have uh, all kinds of beliefs as to what, what kind of you know, legal voodoo has been done. I don't believe it for a second. I believe the politicians are liars and thieves, and I believe that uh, pe- the people that do their bidding are you know, dupes taking money to you know, do their bidding. 
Well, there are likely different uh, divisions of the so-called sovereign citizen movement that believe different legal theories and things like that. Uh, I tend to uh, I tend to empathize with them on on a lot of uh, what they you know some of them believe, and that is that you know they didn't consent to this government, and I didn't either, and so therefore, how can the uh, you know these laws created by people that they don't even know possibly apply to them if they never gave their consent to it in the first place? Uh, And and I don't oppose the idea of making up your own license plates and putting that on because uh, again, you know the the license plate is just an indicator that you're owned by the state and that you're one of their uh, their cattle, if you will. And so, why not uh, put your own plate on? Why not create your own nation? Why not? uh, I can say I can tell you why because you're going to get pulled over and get you hassled. That's true, but some people say they've done it for a long time and they've done it successfully. They don't have a lot of videos. Well, that may be true, but we're going to entering into a time period where that will be more possible for people to document these things. And I just don't the, the thing I think where the so, the so-called sovereign citizens go wrong is one, some of them are violent and that makes, you know, the others look bad uh, when that happens. Two, sovereign citizen is a contradiction in terms. Uh, it's an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. Uh, sovereigns, you cannot be citizens. If you're a sovereign, that means you're the king. Uh, so therefore, by definition, you cannot possibly Kings be a, are not citizens. a citizen. Uh, so it's a ridiculous term. But I think the real concern is that uh, the actions of these violent so-called sovereign citizens – not only are rubbing off poorly on people who believe the government is illegitimate and uh, that it's wrong to use force on your neighbor, which is all the government is, agency of coercive force. It's a monopoly on force. Uh, it makes, makes people who love freedom and peace look bad when people uh, who allegedly love freedom but are violent about it uh, get violent. But also it gives the government more of an excuse to become bigger. As you said, Mark, where did this really get anybody, the shooting of these two cops? Okay, so there's two fewer cops. They'll just hire two more, and the existing uh, cops will have justification for uh, you know purchasing more violent equipment and more tools to do their evil uh, on humanity. Uh, I mean, that. It does not make anything better when you get violent back against these people. Especially if you do it in some kind of haphazard fashion. (laughs) Right. They're the the ones that are violent. Don't lower yourself to their level by being violent in return. And so it it essentially – it creates the world you don't want. By being violent, you're creating a world in which the government is more, the people calling themselves the government are more likely to be violent. They're, you're playing right into their fantasy. You're playing right into what they're trained for. These cops are trained to deal with violent, crazy people, and they're prepared for shootouts, and they're prepared for violent nut jobs. They're not prepared for people doing a peaceful sit-in. They're not prepared for people, you know, quietly disobeying and non-cooperating. I worked with uh, law enforcement for years, and I you know, was there when they would deploy their... Uh, uh, the little version of the SWAT team, whatever it was called, I can't remember, but I'd have to, I'd have to look it up. Whatever their version of the SWAT team was, and I can tell you, those guys in the SWAT team, the ones that I was talking to at the time, they relished that opportunity. They to get violent with somebody. Absolutely, yeah. were looking for that opportunity to get deployed in the, you know, wear that special gear and do that special stuff and have the opportunity to to hurt somebody and put them down because you know at that point they'd be legitimate in doing so. And that's what I saw. That was my experience. I'm sure that uh, we can get some SWAT team member to come in here and say, well, we would never want to employ such tactics. But what at such a time that we do, we're st- we stand ready to protect the American people. According to the article here at ABC News, the Sovereign Citizens Movement has been labeled a domestic terrorism organization yep. by the FBI. So anybody who advocates for freedom as a result is now a terrorist. 
because exactly. of these these couple of incidents where a few cops have been shot. Right, and and you'll see that they'll use this. You know, the FBI and these other police agencies will use this to increase their funding, and they'll use this to increase the amount of surveillance they'll be able to do on Americans. Eight five five four fifty free because we got to find the sovereign citizens. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts. If you make the call now, toll-free number 855-450-FREE. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, So don't forget, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, please become a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send three bucks a month to Free Talk Live. We invest that into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up there with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our site. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Makes a big difference for us. Uh, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Mark, we're going somewhere this week. Can we talk about that in oh, advance? Oh, sure. Sure, absolutely. We're going to go to BitInstance uh, offices. They've uh, opened some offices down there it's near the financial district in New York City. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's Chelsea is the area. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not an no expert in uh, Manhattan. They're having like, some kind of party? or what's Yeah, they're going to have a, a Bitcoin meetup. And it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to do a remote broadcast from there. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be great. And that's Wednesday. That's right. So we'll be live from New York City, something uh, we've never done before. I don't think we have ever done that. No. Uh, we, I don't think we've been live anywhere outside of Florida and uh, New Hampshire. I don't think we point. have. So that's, uh, that's exciting. So thanks to the guys from uh, bitinstant.com for inviting us to, uh, to their shindig. So it should be interesting. Uh, all right. So we'll keep you in the loop as, uh, as that develops. Of course, you can bring up anything that might happen to be on your mind. Now, rape. Helen brought up this issue with some guy running for Senate saying something that there's all kinds of hubbub about. Todd Aiken. What is going on, Mark? As I understand, according to Reuters here, senior Republicans on Monday uh, pushed their candidate in the Missouri State Senate race, Congressman Todd Aiken, to quit over his remarks about rape that distracted from the the buildup to the party's nomination of uh, Mitt Romney for U.S. president next week. So the Republicans are telling him he needs to quit. That's right. Well, you know, and you step in it uh, improperly, your, your party's going to come after you. Hmm. Uh, Aiken was widely criticized for saying in a television interview on Sunday that women have uh, biological defenses to prevent pregnancy in cases of legitimate rape, making legal abortion unnecessary. Now, he said rare. I heard the, uh, the quote. Um, I heard what he said, and he did not say it's unnecessary. That is a uh, – but sort of less necessary. He but, said that the cases of, uh, you know, sort of abortions that are uh, – you know, necessary in the case of rape were rare. Now, there's some kind of national board of obstetrics that said they gave some number like 30,000 rapes in the United States are, um, you know, that they, they, you know, these pregnancies as a result of rape. Now, I am flabbergasted by those numbers. I don't believe them for a second. What I figure they're doing is they're taking all the numbers of teen pregnancies and throwing them in and calling them statutory rape or something like that. Because we've seen cases where they, um, take uh, you know where they charge kids for having sex with each other. 
So I don't know exactly what um, they're they're calling that, but I'm I'm stunned and very surprised at the kind of number we're talking about there. Thirty thousand cases of uh, pregnancy as a result of rape. That just doesn't make well, any sense. To hold me. on a second. So this guy said. That he believes there's some sort of biological way to, that your the woman's body Silly. will prevent uh, the, from being impregnated if it was a rape. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that really kind of puts the whole caveman knocking the woman over the head, dragging her off by the hair, um, yeah. you know, uh, uh, the thing to to rest, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> this guy is a is a moron. <laughs> well, I, I think that you know people get all kinds of information from authority, uh-huh. and uh, if you so it, like his preacher told him something like this. I'm thinking that's where it came from mm-hmm. because there is apparently been some history of this uh, belief uh, going around. Wow. I mean, so therefore he could say, so let's, let's say that, uh, somebody that he knows claims she was raped and got pregnant. Then he would say, well, because he believes that's not possible, basically say that, no, you weren't raped. You got pregnant because you had sex consensually. Less than possible. I mean, he's, he's saying that it's un- improbable. It's ridiculous. I so would now this is, that that's silly. So that's what this is all about is that uh, well, he's it's they, it's been taken and been run with. You heard how what uh, Helen said regarding the legitimate rape comment and they're taking what is ludicrous about this story and ignoring it mm. and taking what is uh you know what makes sense about this story, the comment about legitimate rape because there's certainly illegitimate rapes out there people that will claim rape and that rape didn't occur young women who you know had sex for reasons that uh, you know or men for that matter they had sex uh, for reasons that uh, you know whatever they were and they came up with the conclusion that they didn't like it afterwards and then they call rape call it rape um, i mean it's absolutely happened because in a lot of cases it's just well, <laughs> your word versus the other person's right when i'm thinking i'm thinking specifically of the very first time i had sex and i didn't want to but I gave in. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like he forced himself on me. He just asked me over and over and over again until I said, okay, because I was... He's a, just pushy. Because I was a 16-year-old with no self-esteem and, mm-hmm. you know, I was just easy to convince, I guess. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people might say, well, that was rape. But... I said yes. You know what I mean? There was no forcing. He was just annoying. Right. Or they might say that if you had been 14, that that was rape or whatever. And, you know, whatever age he was, I don't know the, the answer to that. But, um, you know, I mean, I don't I don't know where they get the statistics of 30,000 pregnancies or from rape. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't believe that I believe that abortion should be an option in the case of rape because I don't think that there was a, there was consent and there wasn't an understanding of what uh, you know would happen. Um, you know, I think that I, I'm pro-life. So, but, but you're saying people are getting upset because this guy said there could be an illegitimate rape. Basically, that, that there could be rapes that were not legitimate. Right. And and the, the claim is, as I've read the Yahoo comments and all that stuff, all rapes are, you know, all uh, all rapes are actual rapes. So they'll take the terminology, turn it around. Yeah, that's nonsense. You know, th- things like that. And, and of, of course, we know that there all are claims examples. of rapes are not legitimate claims right. of rapes. We know that there are examples of uh, men who have been accused of rape, who've been convicted of rape who've been identified by the alleged victim as being the rapist, who later on came out, the, the victim came out later on and said, oh, actually, that didn't happen. Well, we actually know somebody whose girlfriend went crazy and was running down the street in her underwear claiming rape. The cops came, yes. arrested him, and then she later came out and said, that wasn't true. Right. Um, what know, happened the, to her as a result of that? Any criminal charges? I or don't think like so. That? But I mean, I don't think I would want criminal charges in that circumstance because... Then they'll be less likely to come out and you know fess up to what's true. So 
you know, I mean, if she would have, she made the yeah. accusation, the guy got arrested and put in jail, I would assume. And if there had been a, you know, if, if what she had believed was going to happen was that she was going to get put in jail as a result, she might not have fessed up to it. And then he'd be, have to deal with these charges. I forget what I was, I forget the names or where I was reading this, but, uh, oh no, I was reading a book recently and it had this example of that I'm t- talking about here where a guy spent something like 10 or 15 years of his life in prison because he'd been identified as a rapist in a, in sure. a criminal case. Happens all the time. Take a look at the Innocence Project. Turns out it was somebody else who did it. It wasn't him or whatever. And he ends up getting out. And, you know, rather than file charges or whatever, he forgave her. And yeah. now and they're she, now they're friends. They're friends. Yeah, it's an interesting story. I think I saw it on 60 Minutes or one yeah. of those type shows. And it was it was really an interesting and touching story that this person was able to forgive like that. And, I, you know, I think that that's, especially after 10 years in prison. Or I think that's the case, though. I mean, I think that I think that people are willing to forgive. Even convicts who spent 10 years over a false charge are willing to forgive if if they're just asked if they're just asked for forgiveness, then they're willing to do that. But. You know, people are totally not rigid and not willing to forgive when they've never been asked, when no one's, uh, you know, come to them and said, you know, given a heartfelt apology. The, the whole the whole issue, though, is is terror. It's, it's a horrible issue because it's a terrible you know thing to even be discussing at all. Rape is a horrible act. But on the other hand, it, the laws and the system is set up in a way that the person who's the alleged victim seems to always have the upper hand against the accused, the accused party. I mean, it's it, you know somebody's claiming they were raped by somebody else, even if there's no evidence. In a lot of cases, you can ruin somebody's life if not put them in a prison cell. And I think that's a, I think that's terrible. But on the other hand. So you could put somebody sometimes away there's with, not evidence, right? right? You could put somebody away with no evidence, but yeah, sometimes there is no evidence, or the woman has waited too long, or you know the evidence is gone at that point. Uh, so obviously, you know, well, if just you are you raped, prove, you, just because you can prove sex doesn't mean doesn't you can mean prove it was rape. rape right? Yeah, exactly. Because so either way, it's usually uh, someone's word versus someone else's, and that that bothers me. And well, what bothers me is the juries tend to convict more, uh, far more than fifty percent of the time, and uh, you know fewer than one percent of cases of arrest actually end up in front of juries. So you would think that the people that are taking things to jury trials are likely to uh, be innocent, but oftentimes people won't take things to trial because they have a relationship with the person who's claiming rape. So if you know, you've got you've got a daughter or something mm-hmm. like that claiming against a stepfather, they don't want to call, they don't want to cause extra problems in the uh, the rela- the marriage. So they just take the plea in order to, you know, make everything better for the wife and the daughter even though they didn't do it. Well, this kind of goes back to what uh, that caller Toots was saying, and she basically called and she said Men are dogs, they cheat, women don't. So I, I think a lot of people kind of have this unwarranted feeling towards men. Yep. So one of these people on a jury would just say, oh, look at this poor defenseless female right. here. This dog that man dog. would rape her. Men are bad, women are must be therefore good. All right, so we're out of time for tonight, uh, but it has been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Back tomorrow. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars 
and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com.